Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer. Tune in fortnightly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes, and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. And here is your host, Jules White. Welcome, everybody, to episode 13, Unlucky for Some. Um, it's actually my birthday, the 13th, so it's a very lucky number for me. And on this very lucky show, I am lucky to have the wonderful Susan St. Moore with me. And I'm going to say hello to her in a minute, but let me just tell you who she is and what she does. So she is predominantly, first and foremost, she is an author. She has had 35 books and still going. Um, and she is an author coach. So she helps people, you know, to be able to write books. And she's equally, on top of that, a publishing consultant. So, hello, Susan. Hi there. How are you? Oh, I'm really good, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. I'm really excited about this episode because, as you know, um, I'm obviously now in the process of finishing my book. So I've written it all. It's now with the publishers. We'll talk about that as we chat but I wanted to bring you onto the show because I thought what a great conversation for people to listen to when you've got your experience with all the things you do. And then we, we can talk about that journey, I think, that you take when you decide and embark on writing a book. So, but first, tell us about you as an author, author, coach, publishing consultant. Tell me about that. What does it all mean? Well, I spent many years as an advertising copywriter, as you probably no and that that was fine but after doing that for so many years I got to the point where I was thinking is this really what I want to do with the rest of my life Uh, in the meantime I had been writing my own books uh, and helping the occasional client with with a book as well that that connected with the advertising and marketing work Um, and I'd also helped to market books sell books on websites that sort of thing so I thought I had a bit of a, an epiphany, really, a light bulb moment, when yeah. I thought, why don't, why don't I stop writing advertising copy and start doing what I really love, which is write more books and help other people write more books. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, I actually made that decision at the end of last year, and it was a little bit like I was standing out in the middle of the street and taking all my clothes off, because <laughs> I... <laughs> because I felt so vulnerable. I thought, now I've actually said it. I'm not going to write ad copy anymore. Um, oh, dear, have, have, I, have I been a little bit rash here? Um, but anyway, as luck would have it, um, by Christmas, before Christmas, I started work with my first author coaching client. Oh, that's so wonderful. That, that was quick then, really. That transition to, to actually starting doing that work was really quick, wasn't it? Yeah. And since then, I mean, I haven't stopped. I haven't been this busy in 20 years. And I was I thinking, well, maybe if I do this, I'll have a little bit more time to write my own stuff as well as help other people. And I haven't, I'm, I'm up working seven days a week and late at night just to write my blog posts for my website. Yeah, you sound a bit like me, Suze, actually. You sound like me. I never stop. But then I love what I'm doing. And you obviously love what you're doing, too. And it's really interesting how you talked about, you know, um, it being so such a scary thing, you know, going outside your comfort zone. But isn't that where we do all that growth when we do that stuff? It's just wonderful, isn't it? 
Yes, it was it was brilliant, and it was it it made me uh, it was scary to begin with, but then after a while, I thought, hey, I like this. Yeah. Uh, I, um, this is stimulating. This has given me a new uh, a new lease on life, if you like. Absolutely, and I think with all of your experience as well, you just bring so much to that role, that new role. So um, just tell us about the 35 books you've written, because there's probably a few people thinking, blimey, if she's written 35 books, what does she write about? <laughs> uh, most, A lot of them have been business orientated, about writing, about marketing, copywriting. I've also done uh, quite a few uh, self-help titles as a, a jobbing author hired by publishers. I did a series of five books about weddings a few years ago. Uh, that was for a publisher called How To Books. Um, and then I've written a lot of humor. I've written several joke books. And <laughs> one, th one of life's little ironies uh, was that the best-selling book I've ever had, which sells thousands of copies every year, is the Horse Lover's Joke Book. <laughs> and it it took me three months to write. I had an absolute riot doing it because I used some, developed uh, some old jokes, but also wrote a lot of original material um, and had a, had a ball. I really oh, had a ball. And it's fabulous. Been, it's been my little baby and it still sells every Christmas. It was published in 2002. And that just shows you, doesn't it? You know, these books, once they're published, I mean, I'm guessing you, you might perhaps uh, bring out another version at some point on some of them. Yes, um, I'm doing one at the moment, which is an update of a book I wrote 10 years ago, or was published 10 years ago, uh, which, surprise, surprise, is about how to write a book. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> obviously, as I was originally going to try and update it, but I thought, actually, no, things have changed that much in 10 years not just with the technology, but the way people approach writing books, that I've pretty much thrown the, the old one away and started again from scratch. Yeah, and I want to come on to that, actually. That was a nice lead into the, the fact that there are lots of people now writing books, Suze. And, you know, I think one of the things for me is that I suppose when I was younger, if somebody wrote a book, I thought it was the most amazing, wonderful thing. And the chance of even getting it published meant you must have been really, really good. Um, I think the, the old-fashioned publishing industry has had um, authors by the spherical object, shall we say, for far <laughs> too long. Um, and they could be you know, literary agents and publishers. Um, they, they were very subjective about the way they took on, particularly non-fiction um, and particularly business books because there are not many people still now to this day in the old-fashioned publishing industry who know anything about business whatsoever. Yes. And yet they were the people choosing which titles to publish. Yes. But of course, that picture has now changed completely. So what's changed, Suze? What are the big things that have changed, do you think, that means that, um, you know, somebody like me can write a book? I, I, I say that, somebody like me. Obviously, I've worked quite hard on my book because we'll, we'll talk as we go on. But um, what's changed? The biggest change has been the technology. Mm. It means it's now possible uh, for almost anybody to write a book, have it published or or have it published in a hybrid fashion or self-publish it uh, to a high quality and to get it out there on uh, online retail platforms. Mm. Um, you won't be so lucky getting into uh, traditional high street bookshops, but then 
depending on the sort of book you write, most people uh, may not necessarily look for such books in the high street anyway. They will look online. Yeah. So the whole the whole uh, publishing process, um, another another big factor, has been what they called uh, print on demand, mm. which means that you don't have to uh, have you know five thousand copies of your book printed and stacked up in boxes in your garage. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way Amazon works, if you publish through them, uh, they just spit out one book at a time, yeah, and it doesn't it... cost any more. So you don't have that upfront investment. Mm. Um, uh, but it, 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 it's it's essentially the technology which has encouraged people to say, "Hey, look, I could do this within you know with reasonable." Uh, within a reasonable time frame and within a reasonable uh, circumstances and without having to go on hands and knees begging to a publisher or a literary agent to consider publishing the book. Yeah, it's wonderful, really, when you think about it. The freedom now around it is is fabulous. And, and the thing is, a year ago, and it really was because it was August last year, I thought to myself, um, do you know what, I'd quite like to write a book. And Originally, I was going to write around my Truly Madly Baby story, the Dragon's Den stuff, um, you know, just that kind of journey through life that I'd actually personally had. I met a fabulous lady called Gail Johnson. She met up with me and she's uh, she's kind of a writing coach. So she has worked with me in, in the way that she's kept me accountable, but also she's done some editing as we've gone along as well, which has been super helpful. But when I first met her, what was the most interesting thing was that the book I thought I would write, Suze, is not the book I've written because I've actually written a book about sales. So, you know, how does, how does that happen? It, it's quite amazing, isn't it? Um, that's what should have happened in the first place. The <laughs> other, the, the other two uh, topics are different books. Yes. Um, so, it. but the the one that, from from business point of view, uh, what you are doing in your business at the moment, uh, the nature of your book uh, is absolutely bang on target with what you're doing. So it makes sense to do that one first. Yeah, it does. And, it, and it's felt so good. And uh, although it's been a year I've been doing it, because I've been doing it in between all my other stuff, um, I have really learned an awful lot, I think, about me and what, and what my message is even going out into the world. But the interesting parts of that journey have been where I have hit real points of, I don't know what to write. I'm not feeling like I know this stuff. You know that kind of self-sabotage stuff, Suze? Do you, did you oh, find yeah. that you've, you've had any of that when you've been writing? Yes, I think every, every author experiences that at some stage or another, whether indeed they write non-fiction or fiction. Mm. Um, a lot of uh, novelists have moments of despair where they think, oh, I don't know what to do with this character or is this character not actually turning out to be what I thought they'd be. And I'm just interesting enough talking to a, a novelist at the moment about uh, continuing her trilogy of uh, a family saga, which is absolutely wonderful. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, but, he, but she, even though she's you know, done quite well with her first three books, uh, she still goes through uh, moments of in uncertainty and uh, that horrible little parrot on your shoulder that says, really, you're not good enough. You know, that yeah. Sort of, almost like survivor guilt <laughs> yeah it's so true and I think actually the bits I struggled with in the books was was where I was almost trying to probably be what I thought people wanted me to be 
as opposed to the other bits where I was just telling them how it had been for 30 years in sales, which just flowed. Um, and when I looked at it, I can kind of uncovered that. So it's, there's a big piece around being genuine and authentic when you write, isn't there, I think? Yes. And it's also, uh, as you say, it can be a tremendous journey of self-discovery. Yeah. Um, because you have to dig really deep down inside of your brain uh, to come out with everything that you need to share with your readers. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And, and the other thing, of course, for me is that I could not have done it without people around me like Gail and like now you, because obviously with uh, my book, I'm, you're helping me with the publishing side of it. We'll talk about that in a minute in terms of the ways you go once you've written the book. But I just want to touch on where do you start? So when you've got an idea of writing a book, and I know where I started, I kind of plotted out the elements of my book. I had a I had three elements, which was very lucky. I think threes are great. So I almost had a start, a middle, and an end. But is it that simple, Suze? Uh, it can be. Uh, but the, 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 the place you need to start is not, it's certainly with nonfiction anyway, is uh, not so much what you want to write, it's who you're writing for and what is going to be what they want to read. Yeah. Uh, and if a lot of people don't get that uh, mm. and they start becoming far too subjective. Uh, and what they churn out is very interesting to them, but it's not necessarily what their target audience uh, is going to be interested in or find helpful. Yeah, um, it's you, like sales, isn't it, Suze? It's yes, like what's in it so. for the client. Yeah, totally. So um, if I was coming to you and saying, look, Suze, I've, I've got this amazing business and I talk about this subject, whatever it might be, and I really want to write a book, what, what's your kind of key advice? Well, obviously, you start, as you mentioned, who's it for, you know, what's in it for the reader? But what, what's next after that? Um, well, it's, once you've really established your why, which, uh, again, is a term that you use in sales, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, um, you then uh, start planning, really. Start uh, planning a strategy. Um, what uh, it, it's, diff it's different for everybody. It always makes me laugh. A lot of these websites that uh, help authors, supposedly, they, they have a, a downloadable template that is one size fits all for any book. Yeah. I think, how on, earth can, how on earth can this possibly work? Because I've always done it for myself, plan a... Uh, create a template for planning the book but every book has been a different template because every book is different yeah uh, you you have to um and one one thing that uh, is important um is that the more time and effort you put into planning a non-fiction book uh, and getting the information together assembling it deciding what needs more research what has enough research uh the more effort you put into the planning stages the easier it is to write to write the book itself I it begins yeah yeah it begin, begins almost to write itself it does and, and I think one of the things we did from memory was we kind of mapped out the chapter titles and they weren't ever the chapter titles by the end of the book Suze as you'll know but it was so helpful because it was almost bullet pointing my journey. I wanted to take the reader on through that sales road trip, as I call it. Um, and, and I think without that, I'm not really sure how I would have got on. It was, it was really helpful for me just to plot that out. But like you say, it, you can't possibly just have a set template for every book you write, can you? That makes so much sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what I, I'm doing. So what I've been doing since December, uh, each time I speak to a new author uh, and we start the planning phase, I design a, a, a template based on my own experience, if you like, for them and to use for their book. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be working so far. <laughs> oh, I, I'm absolutely sure it is, to be honest. I'm just having worked with you just for a short while, it's been amazing. Okay, so we've obviously now decided we're going to write a book. We've got an idea of how you, you know, the things you, you think about when you start this book. When you come to publishing it, Suze, you've mentioned earlier a few different options. Just tell me those kind of key options when you've actually written your book. What, what can you do next? Um, well, obviously, if you want to go what they call the traditional trade publisher route, uh, you then need usually to submit proposals. Um, uh, very, very often nowadays, they are actually in the 21st century, just, and you can, <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can submit your proposals online through their wow, websites. That's bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, there tends to be, you have to do all the marketing, uh, pre-marketing uh, work for it and tell them why it's going to be such a rip-roaring success. Yeah. Uh, usually you have to submit uh, a, a synopsis with three sample chapters, usually the first three chapters, and then you sit and wait for about six months or more and yeah. to find out whether they want to take it further. Yeah. Um, and th that process, even if it's successful, um, um, unless you are somebody incredibly famous uh, who's written um, a biography of Prince Philip and Prince Philip dies, then you could, you'd be surprised just how fast the publishers can move. Yeah. But otherwise, if you're just um, an ordinary author, uh, you can wait a long time and it's, it's soul destroying. And, 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 the, and the upside of it is what then? For, you know, for all of that well, time... The upside is that your book, your non-fiction book, will get into bookshops. Mm -hmm. uh, usually they are stocked on the top shelf on the second floor of the building, just outside the gents' lavatories, because <laughs> they are business books and self-help <laughs> books. They are not hot, sizzly novels or horror stories. Yeah. Um, so that's one. Uh, and it's distribution. Distribution is, from that point of view, the big publishers have still got the distribution channels, um, you know, in their pockets. Uh, and, so and your this... book will be in shops all over the place. But it will also still be on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and, and all the other, on, you know, main uh, uh, online retailers. Yeah. And does it cost much to engage with a traditional publisher? You don't, um, you don't have to pay them anything. Uh, they very seldom now, certainly not with new authors, pay advances on royalties. Uh, but when you do get a royalty, um, starting price is you're lucky to get 7.5% of cover price. Right, yeah. And it might go up to 10% or 125 if it sells thousands and thousands of copies. Mm. Sounds like uh, a painful, when, when, painful journey, doesn't it? It can be. It can be very painful. Next um, option then, Suze. Next option. <laughs> the next option is, is anything from doing it entirely yourself, which is if you are uh, tech technically minded, which I'm not, um, <laughs> you can learn how to set up the formatting for something like CreateSpace, which is Amazon's own publishing platform. Mm -hmm. And you can also do the same with Amazon Kindle, which is the ebook format. Um, and you can upload the files and Bob's your uncle. Um, that tends to result in a rather unprofessional and catty-looking end product, which 
didn't matter so much 10, 15 years ago when self-publishing first began. Yeah. Um, but since then, the readers have become much more savvy and they can tell the difference between a, a shabbily published, self-published, um, unedited thing full of spelling mistakes and with the design mistakes all the way through the text and so on, mm. uh, and something which is a professional book. Mm. Uh, you could have got away with it. Ten years ago, people did. Uh, but they're doing so less now. Yeah. Um, so there, there, there was then a, a range of options between doing it all yourself and going to a trade publisher um, with what they call hybrid publishers or assisted publishing. There are lots of different names which essentially mean the same thing. Yeah. Uh, where you go anywhere from paying for it, all the costs of production yourself, which amounts to self-publishing, except you have the um, option of pro professional editing and formatting um, to uh, split deals where you as the author and the publishing company split the royalties 75-25, 50-50, 25-75 and so on. Yeah. There are a lot of op those options available and often they are negotiable as well. So yeah. you don't have to follow a menu uh, with a publisher. You can sit down and have a chat and discuss it. Yeah, which is kind of my way of doing business, really. I do like to sit down and have a chat, don't I, Suze? <laughs> but I think, I think, you know, I've obviously chosen to go with a hybrid publisher, um, which is a, a company you're involved with, and it's called um, Cavalcade Books. So, um, and you're helping me, aren't you, with all of that? Yes. Um, I have two ways of helping authors. I mean, I haven't actually been involved with your writing process because Gail has been doing that. Yeah. Um, but but I, where I can help is with the guiding towards the publishing process, filtering it in. And then, of course, with my wearing my earlier hat for last year and, and before, uh, I'm pretty good at marketing books. Um, yes. Having done it for my own and as well as other people's and have a marketing background going back to the dark ages really <laughs> dark ages you are funny Suze you are funny <laughs> but I think for me it was about the fact that I had this um you know I didn't know this world so I've got these experienced people helping me yourself and Lewis um, Lewis is an amazing editor so I know he's going to do a really fabulous final edit on my manuscript and whilst I know he won't change it he won't make it any different to how I've written it in terms of maybe sounding like me writing it, but he'll add value to it. And I think that's the big thing for me. That's, that's what I got from you guys is that you add value. You'll do things like my book cover and then on the back of it, help me with the marketing side. You know, if nothing else, ideas, but also contacts that you might have. So it's like, for me, it was a bit of a no brainer. Although there was a cost involved, it wasn't a, a hugely massive out of my reach cost. And I think the investment is actually worth the fact that you then have this really fabulous book at the back of it. Yeah, and also you've got a team with you, uh, a good team of professionals, uh, so that you're spreading the load a bit. Imagine if you were trying to do all that yourself yeah. and learn, learning new techniques in order to enable that process. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, why buy a dog and bark yourself, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And so, and so, of course, you know, for me, that's that the choice I've made. I'm really happy with. I'm excited about it. I've got a book launch planned, um, which is the first of October, and it's just, um, you know, it's really energised me to be honest. This whole process. What about 
once the book's published? Because, you know, I think it's so interesting. You see a lot of people in the online space, they've published a book, you hear everything about it, and all of a sudden it goes really quiet, and it feels like you don't hear about it anymore. Is that normal? Uh, it's normal with traditional trade publishers, because they will only focus on the launch, and then you go on their backlist, uh, never to be seen again. Um, what, what you need to do is to look upon the book. Again, we're talking uh, non-fiction here, but fiction too these days. Uh, look upon it as a product. And once again, your sales process. Your sales process doesn't stop with the client's order, does it? No. The sales process goes on continues because it's, uh, how do you say it was the saying? It's uh, a lot cheaper to retain good customers than it is to buy, find new ones. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. So you need to develop a relationship with your readers. And in your case, with your book, it's going to be part of your overall business training uh, prospect. Yeah. Um, so you can, you can use excerpts from the book to, uh, uh, as, as we, um, website content, as blog posts, as guest posts on uh, other people's websites. There's a lot you can do with what we call repurposing content. Yeah, It's almost like this, this podcast, for example. Yeah. We could have a transcript of this podcast, uh, which you could then use as a blog post, a long blog post, or a white paper, uh, mm -hmm. which you could then send to prospects as a do you see what I'm, what I'm getting yeah, at? There's totally. lots and lots of different things. And uh, at the risk of boring you with marketing jargon, um, <laughs> the book in this case and in similar cases becomes part of a much larger overall marketing mix. Yes. And if you view it in that regard, then the whole process, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's, a, it's a circular process because everything helps each other. All yeah. the elements help each other. And it's very uh, valuable. It's a very valuable part of my business. I see that, you know, and I, I see not just all the things you've just mentioned, but things like the way I can bundle the book in with other products as yeah. well. You know, there's loads of, it's exciting. There's loads of things I can actually then do once I've got this book. Um, yes, exactly. So, and yeah. uh, the other options, are what the, one thing that uh, Cavalcade Books, uh, um, i.e. me and, and, and Lewis, are looking into is, is uh, creating audio books, which is yes. another very popular option for people you know, when they're on the gym or doing the ironing or yeah. whatever uh, they can listen or in the car. Yeah. Um, and that, once again, the technology for that used to be horribly, horribly expensive, mm. but like everything else, uh, the costs are coming right down. Yeah. So it's becoming, becoming more, uh, a more realistic option for those of us who do not, feel it's appropriate to spend thousands and thousands on such things yeah um to actually think yeah maybe we can do one do, definitely do, and, uh, and i i buy my books on audible quite a lot because i'm one of these i'm i'm quite a busy bee i don't really sit and read very often so if I, if i'm out walking the dogs or i'm in the car that's where i really love to listen to my books because then i can still actually enjoy a book which is wonderful so that's why i definitely want my book into an audible format when when we're ready when we're at that point Suze, i definitely want to do that for sure Yep, so uh, that's something I will be looking into in September when I'm back in this country and hopefully a little refreshed. Yes, yes. Not, so, not over, overly refreshed. So you're, you're um, Canadian, aren't you, Suze? Is that where yeah. you originate from? So you're off oh. back to Canada for a trip in the next few days? Mm -hmm. I am, yes. 
Lovely. And, uh, I have my my uh, lovely family of house sitters moving in uh, <laughs> with with another dog and um, a taekwondo expert, the son. And so anybody trying to break into the house is going to get a nasty surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Susan, I've absolutely loved chatting to you and I know I could chat to you for another three hours because we can chat. And, um, and I just think your whole knowledge, your whole pool of knowledge around this is really fascinating. I hope in the last half hour that we have given the listeners some really great chunks of knowledge around writing a book. I think we have. I think we've talked about some of the real key subjects they and maybe answered some of the questions that they would want to ask. Um, I will make sure that we get all of your links on the podcast as well. But if you want to just tell everyone the best place to find you if they're interested in writing a book. Uh, the best place is on uh, my web website at the moment. Cavalcade will have one one of these days when, we're, when, we're, when we have, because we're so busy working on clients clients books <laughs> <laughs> haven't had time a bit like the plumber who never fixes his own washing machines yeah. um the best well, where to find place to find me is on my uh, main website which is how to write better dot net how to and write better dot net fabulous yep. that's me and there's lots of free information on there about writing books and everything else well from i think poetry, from yeah i was gonna say from rude poet poems <laughs> <laughs> for horsey, yes. horsey jokes <laughs> yes. but and, to lots, lots, <laughs> and lots of marketing stuff as well for people who yeah. need that yeah absolutely i'm amazed that you have such talent that you can write in such diversity it's it's really truly wonderful i think sue so oh, but, thank um, you Listen, I, I have absolutely loved chatting to you. Thank you so much for being my podcast guest on my lucky 13th show. And mm -hmm. um, we will catch up when you're back from Canada, no doubt. And for the listeners, um, watch this space, listeners. I have got so much going on right now. I'm just releasing an online course, Live It, Love It, Sell It. The book, obviously, we've talked about today. That will be available from September, no date yet. And the launch is on the 1st of October in Milton Keynes. So if you're local, please come along. I'll put some links in where you can get tickets to come and have a drink, some canapes because it's a bit posh, um, and celebrate. Celebrate a whole year's worth of writing, um, finally in print. Um, so I will see you very soon for episode 14. But for now, thank you so much for listening. And I will speak to you very soon. You've just been listening to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White. If you enjoyed the show, please let her know on our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Compassio Coaching.